Hi, I'm uh, Darren Townsend. I, I head up the Vanadium Recovery Business Unit at Neo Metals. Neo Metals is a, a sustainable producer of battery metals listed on the ASX. I'm happy to talk to you today about the Vanadium Recovery Project. And now it's a partner with Glencore. Um, saw the news, a uh, little, little bit old now, over a week old. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, can you kind of run us through sort of the through the general terms of that deal? Yeah, sure. So really, um, you know, Neo Metals, Chris in particular, has had a long relationship with Glencore. Uh, they were known to us from back in the early days with our Barambi projects. So we've had a ke- kept a long-standing sort of relationship with them. Um, when we got inver- early involved with the financing of the Vanadium Recovery Project, it became very clear to us from talking to our Ventum partners, our debt advisory group, that we had to make sure that we remove the volume risk for the banks for the debt financing aspects of the project. So that was a key requirement, and we've been able to achieve that with this take-or-pay agreement with uh, Right. Okay. So let, let's be clear. Glencore haven't like chucked a bunch of money out. Yes, it's a pure off-take agreement. You're going to have to now going to have conversations with with banks, lenders, um, debt, and, and and equity off the back of this. But it, it's not bad. Not bad at all. What? Um. In, it's, in, can you tell us much about the deal? These things, things tend to be quite secretive in terms of the precise details. But what can you tell us? Yeah. That, that a lot of the stuff is commercial in confidence, but. Um... I mean, it's it's for 100% of the volume. It's for a five-year period of time with an ability to extend by mutual agreement for two-year additional increments. So it really hits the sweet spot in terms of what the banks need for the covering the tenor of the debt. So I really got all of that locked away now. So this really underpins the debt process, which is uh, well advanced. It's, um, you know, any vanadium that we produce uh, whether that be ferro-vanadium or high-purity vanadium pentoxide. As you know, our sort of sweet spot here is we're going to be producing super-high-purity carbon zero or carbon-negative vanadium. So um, super attractive for some of the uh, you know high-purity applications around the world, things like vanadium redox flow batteries and other, other chemicals. So really well-suited for the market. Okay, so and and I'll, we'll make some sort of general statements where we kind of kind of get into. It. I want want to see is because of the the quality of the counterparty Glencore that you'll be able to negotiate better uh, terms and certainly in terms of the debt component. Should we take that as red? We don't need to go into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Glencore are the largest vanadium um, trader on the, on the planet, so um, you know, you, you, it's a tier one counterparty on steroids if you like in the vanadium market. So. Exactly, everything the banks. Everything the banks want to hear. Well, let's say, let, let's let's talk about moving, moving things forward. So obviously, you're going to go and have those conversations, and you'll be um, drawing down um, money. We'll call it broadly money um, to be able to kind of advance the project. So, where where are we today? What's the kind of timeline through to production and being able to actually, um, I guess, execute the, the offtake agreement? Yeah. So really, with this Glencore offtake, really, you know, underpins the you know conclusion or finalization of the of the debt piece. Um, that's in uh, really, really good shape. We've been working hard with our advisors, event and partners. We've had site visits and due diligence and things, uh, you know, up to, our, up to our decks in terms of the process. So we've been going pretty hard on that for a couple of months now. Um, and, you know, we've, we've previously sort of announced the European Investment Bank are really taking the lead on the, on the debt syndicate 
are in the final sort of phases of putting together all of their information to uh, go through to their board. Their board will meet in September and, um, you know, we're hopeful of getting a positive outcome from that. Uh, right. And that, that's, that's on the money side of things. And one, I guess, you know, people looking in and go, well, like, given all of the people involved, one will assume that should be positive. It's just a question of the, the cost of that. Back to the question on, on timing, where are you today with um, with things um, and how how much more work is needed to be done before you get into production? Yeah, so I mean, as you could imagine, for a sort of circular economy carbon negative project like ours, producing a critical metal inside of the EU, uh, we're going to get very favourable debt tabs that we expect to see coming through from the European Investment Bank. Um, progressing well, but I'm feeling very comfortable about the debt, the debt side of it. We're looking at doing a 60% debt, 40% equity sort of split, and um, so debt's well in hand, well under control, advancing very nicely. Now's the time to turn our turn our mind to the equity piece. So um, I think a very important thing to sort of start off with this is I think Naya Metals has shown a track record of being able to innovatively finance things, not necessarily through dilution of the EDCO. So I just wanted to lead off with that. There's a few levers we've got to play with with how we might finance this in a non-dilutive way at the near metals level, and that's what we're actively pursuing. So whether that's sort of sell down at a project level, equity, uh, we've got holding companies that uh, between us and the project co that have royalty streams coming to them, there's some innovative ways we might be able to finance for those. So... They're the type of non-dilutive equity type structures we're looking at at the moment. Really focused on that, right? And what about on the grounds? You know, where, where, where are you at, and you know, and how much more work is required operationally? No, we've basically got all of our feasibility study all complete, and that's really underpinned all the due diligence for the the banks uh, and and on the equity side. So. That's all well in place. We've sort of um, very close to, you know, selecting our EPCM engineer going forward. Um, so really we're now at a stage where we're going to be looking to have all the financing in place by the end of September with the view to launching straight into the EPCM contract off the back of that. There is some engineering works that we're doing at the moment. The, the way we're sort of doing the engineering is we've got sort of, um, we've got Metso, who is a very well-known Scandinavian firm, really basically taking care of the front half of the plant. So they're doing a bit of additional um, basic engineering and things to feed into the PCM. And then we've got a group called George Proxer Dry Tech who um, will do the back end of the plant. They're well experienced in building vanadium circuits. Uh, so um, really using top quality groups to help us with the project. And obviously Glencore with their deep operating experience from Rovan will be able to give us a bit of advice on the back end of the process as well. So we're in really good shape with the vendors we're looking to use. Um, the counterparties are all tier one across the board and looking forward to getting it done by the end of September. Okay. And, and I guess in, in a very meaningful way, you kind of don't care what the market's doing or, or is it... Well, okay, you're not, you're not going to answer that question because there'll be a question. question. The, the economics will be uh, factored in um, according you know, to some, some kind of structure which you've agreed with, with Glencore. But with the offtake agreement, five, five, five year with then a kind of two-year two rolling th thereafter, um, 
you're just focused on getting this stuff out of the ground. The fact that you are um, a bottom quartile uh, cost producer is going to be advantageous to you. Um, are you sort of looking at other um, expansive uh, projects? I know on the feasibility on this project, but are you looking at other um, expansive or scaling um, projects right now, or is it just case get this thing out the door and then worry about growth later? Most of the focus has really been getting on this one, sort of engineering complete and getting the financing package together. We've obviously had some thoughts about other sort of opportunities, um, you know, around the world and around the Nordics and Europe. Um, we will really start to crank up the efforts in that, in, if you like, the second phase of uh, of opportunities for for the technology as we as we move forward. But to be perfectly frank, we've really been uh, so busy on the on the first one that we haven't done enough work yet. Uh, but we've got some pretty good ideas on where the alternative feedstocks are um, with with uh, with with this you can actually transport slag um, you know around the world obviously we've got all the carbon footprints you know appropriate to that um, but yeah there is some opportunity to look at uh, you know expanding uh, opportunities around the world uh, we've obviously also got the h2 green steel deal as well which is another potential follow-on opportunity. Uh, which is already in the Nordics and identified. Um, but yeah, lots more work to do in that area. But tell, tell me this, because like, I'm, I appreciate there's you know, some, stuff, some stuff you can say, some stuff you can't, um, in terms of deal structure, et cetera. But the economics are going to be really important here. You know, it's, been, it's tough here in the markets for all equities. Um, and, and you're also, there's a backdrop of you saying, well, we, we need to try and work out some non-dilutory type solution on the equity um, so that you know the rest of the company isn't affected, um, kind of you know separation of you know church and state as it were. But um, why? How important is this project to the rest of of the group? I mean, perhaps if you remind me of the some of the feasibility numbers and some of the economics, um, that would help sure. because this you should be yeah. throwing off cash quite soon. Yeah. No, that's right. So just a reminder, we own um, 72.5% of, of the project with our joint venture partners, Critical Metals. So that's the current ownership uh, structure. Um, so all the numbers I'll, I'll give to you now are on a 100% basis, just for simplicity. And these were results that we published earlier in the year. But yeah, we've, it's an NPV 10 pre-tax of about US $323 billion dollars um internal rate of return to about 24.8 percent pre-tax as well so you know pretty pretty handy numbers i mean the beauty about this you know it's it's sitting in an in an unlisted joint venture sort of company so we really are able to have discussions around npv numbers worrying about rather than worrying about you know how much of uh, neo-metals market cap is is currently represented by the opportunity so that's that's that makes the uh, conversation a lot easier, um, and that's the nature of how we've been focusing those sort of valuation discussion. Right. Okay. And I, I, I know you, you don't want to, or you can't um, talk about, you know, how how the this this component, the vanadium component, um, is valued in relation to what the, what's going on the rest of the company. But you know, if I look at the vanadium part, it's not valued not far off what the rest of the company's being valued at the moment so there's a kind of sort of disconnect between what you guys are being busy doing with the various projects but, but various green projects across europe and um the value of 
of the whole company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you guys feeling about that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little annoying to be perfectly frank. It's a little annoying, but you know, as we sort of close out these, you know, like the financing for this particular opportunity, that's really then going to put a peg under the valuation of this part of the company. I mean, to be perfectly frank, our company is really more valued uh, by and far on the lithium battery recycling story, and that's uh, where most of investors' focus is. So I think when we get this uh, finalised and done, um, you know, obviously subject to closings and, and various hoops that we've still got to jump through, but uh, that'll really allow a valuation metric to be put onto this particular part of the business, and I think that'll be very helpful. Right. Okay. Okay. And so, assume let's 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 say you got the money tomorrow. What's the timeline through to production? How quickly does this thing, when you've got all the money, get into production? Yeah. So um, we'd be looking at starting work uh, this side of Christmas on the ground in terms of getting the stockpile areas ready for receiving the slag. Um, We've had, in fact, we'll have first slag coming before the end of this calendar year. And then main construction on the on the plant itself starts next year, um, and then looking at commissioning in the sort of second half of twenty five for steady state production in the first half of twenty twenty six. So this is a okay. real and happening. There's a lot of engineering already being done on all the stockpiles um, in terms of all the pads and the liners and everything we need. As everyone's aware, we've got our environmental permit already. So really hot to trot and get stuck into it. Okay. Well, look, um, Dan, I appreciate you coming on and like, telling us about it. I just want to kind of, you know, um, have a chat, sort of see how you're getting on, but mostly try and understand the time frame through to, quite frankly, producing cash. So we're look, looking about two and a half years out from today as you're planning it, um, and hopefully some kind of revaluation uh, so that people understand if you're able to, well, when you've got the financing in place, yeah? Yeah, I think that's a good summary, Matt. Okay, mate. Good, good to see you. Stay in touch, okay? Thanks, mate. Good to talk. Cheers.